Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about leadership versus management. Reiko had leapfrogged her colleagues. Now, while still leading her large group of accountants, she was going to become the CFO of a division as well. Her boss, who was a huge supporter, got her coaching so Reiko could step boldly into her new role while still juggling the old one. Early in Reiko's coaching, she and I met with her boss, Scott, to hear him articulate his goals for her coaching. When we were all together, he said, She's so good. She deserves everything she's getting. So my goals for the coaching? I just want to be sure all that management and leadership stuff doesn't bite her in the ass. She's going to have to be firing on all cylinders from day one. I asked what he meant by all that management and leadership stuff. Well, she's going to have to keep leading her current group. He looked at Reiko. You're the reason they're the superstars that they are. They sure weren't like that before you took over. And now, look at them. They're terrific. I don't want their performance to decline just because you're taking on this other role. They're still your people, and you're going to have to keep leading them just like you have been. Scott turned back to me and continued, And this new division she's going to be managing? Boy, are they in trouble. Reiko's going to have to make some tough choices about what their work is and then put systems into place to make it all happen. It won't be easy to manage. Then the conversation turned away from his ideas about all that leadership and management stuff. After he had gone, Reiko and I compared notes about what we'd each heard. When I mentioned the portion about leadership and management, I said, I'm not certain, but I think Scott and I label our columns exactly opposite when it comes to what we think leadership does versus what management does. Opposite how, she asked. Actually, I said, reconsidering, Maybe he doesn't distinguish between leadership and management. What did you hear, she asked. Well, he talked about your current group of superstars, and he talked about you leading them to make sure their performance doesn't decline. And to me, that means he wants you to manage their performance. And I don't think of managing performance as a leadership challenge. I think of it as a management challenge. Really, she said. For me, it's both. How so, I asked. Well, yeah, the work needs to get managed, she said. Of course. And, oh boy, do we manage the work now. There's no excuse for any yellow lights anymore. But the way I got them there, and the way I keep them there, that feels like leadership to me. I tell them over and over how important the work is. I cheer them on. I pump them up. That's all leadership. I said, so for you, leadership has a lot to do with motivation. You bet, she said. I learned that from my first boss. He was fantastic. He used to say all the time, leadership isn't about what people do. It's about what people feel. And that's been my mantra ever since. To me, leadership is about getting people to care about the work, whatever that takes. Oh, that sounds great, Reiko. So what did you think when Scott said the new division needs to be managed, that you're going to be having to make tough choices about their work? Well, I think he's right, she said. There are some serious issues in that division, and they need to get straightened out, and it's going to take uh, at least a year to fix it all. I asked, and will the fixing be a management challenge or a leadership challenge? Well, 
Won't it be both? I don't know, I said. I'm asking. I think it's both. I've got to put systems into place, and that's management. But I don't know what those systems will be yet. I have to figure out what the work is going to look like before I figure out what the systems are. And figuring out what the work looks like, that's leadership. So, yeah, I think it's both. I said, figuring out the work is leadership, not the way people feel. I was referring back to her leadership mantra. Oh, people are going to feel plenty. Don't you worry about that, she said. Why is that, I asked. Oh, this poor division. They are so beat up. Everyone hates them. (laughs) They don't know who they're serving, so everyone's pissed at them because they're not serving anyone. Part of my job, my leadership job, is going to be deciding who we serve. And no matter what I decide, people are going to get stirred up. There are going to be a whole boatload of feelings, I have no doubt. I said, it sounds like this is fun for you. Oh, it is, she said. Motivating people, aligning people. I love that stuff. Not that we talk about it that much around here. Why not, I asked. I don't know. We just don't seem to. We talk about systems and measurement and planning. That's all management all the time. But this other stuff, motivating people, aligning people, I don't talk about that stuff with anyone. Could you, I asked. Hold on. You know what, she said. Now that I think of it, I do. I don't talk about that stuff with my peers, and not with Scott either. But with my direct reports, I think I do talk about it with them. I talk with them about how they're leading their people and how they're managing them too. What do those conversations sound like? I don't know. Nothing structured. Have you got something for me? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, I do. I have a way that I talk about how Leadership and management are different. The two big pieces come from John Cotter, who was at Harvard. He was the big thinker about leadership versus management. And then I've put my own little twist on it. You want to hear it? Oh, sure, she said. Okay. It goes like this. Leadership and management are separate. I extended one arm toward the windows and I pushed my palm out. Let's say leadership is way over there. I extended my other arm towards the opposite wall saying, and management is way over there. They are really separate. They even have separate reasons for existing. And, I indicated the middle space, between them, they share one big set of skills that's a must for succeeding at either. Oh, what is it, she asked. Well, before we jump into the middle, can we talk about why each one exists first? Sure, she said. So let's start with management. Cotter has a one-word banner that arches over everything on the management side. And that word is, she asked, complexity, I answered. That's a good word for management, she said. I think complexity is why management exists, I said. Management exists to deal with all of work's complexity. She ticked on her fingers. Staffing, budgeting, planning, that's what we're talking about, right? All management, all complex. Right, I said, and then I ticked on my own fingers. Measurement, controlling, and good old-fashioned problem-solving. They're all complex and they're all management actions. 
You know what else is complex? She asked. Organizations themselves. <laughs> that felt so true. I laughed. She went on, so what's the raison d'etre for leadership? Change, I answered. That's the word from Cotter? Yes, I said. Change is why leadership exists, to help people during change which never ends. She asked, and things like motivating and aligning, are those on the leadership side? You bet, I said. And what else? I waited to see if she would go first. When she didn't, I offered recognizing patterns. That's a leadership behavior. She nodded. Oh, sure. Because it's looking from so high up, and management has to look from so close up. Oh, hey, what about strategy and vision? They belong on the leadership side, right? Hmm, I'm actually cautious about those words, I said. Really, she said? They feel low-hanging to me. Why are you cautious? Well, because all too often I see leaders say that they want to work on vision and they want to work on strategy. And then when they get together, they do a lot of planning and it's all in the weeds. They're using management tools to solve a leadership problem. And I think often it's not very effective. She said, so you don't think leaders should talk about vision? Oh, no, clearly they should, but not through planning. Well, then how, she asked. I thought a second and then said, do you remember you said you have to figure out who the division is going to serve? That question, I think that's a real leadership question. But when you start to unpeel it, there are no real measurements in it. There's direction, yes, but measurement, I don't think so. I mean, look, what are you going to consider when you consider that question? There are deliverables, yes, of course, but you're also going to be considering things like people, maybe values, maybe service. You're going to consider qualities, and by their nature, they will be hard to measure. So a question like yours, who does the division serve, I think that kind of question can lead you to a vision, but planning can't. For me, she said, Questions like that? Who do we serve? Oh, those are the fun questions. I guess I'm better on the leadership side than the management side. Hmm, I said, that might be the perfect segue into that middle skill that they both share. Oh, right, she said, what's that? Relationship skills, I answered. To be effective, leadership and management both need the whole broad array of relationship skills. Like what? She asked. Ticking a new list, I said, strong positive networks, the ability to persuade, having influence, using emotional intelligence. She clucked and gave an exaggerated wave of dismissal. Oh, those tired old things? <laughs> right, I laughed. But think for a minute about leadership. It exists. Because change is constant, she finished the thought, and that stirs up a boatload of feelings. And then I added, which makes relationship skills crucial. And there's complexity, I said. And she said, feelings aplenty coming right up. Relationship skills required. Then she stopped and said quite seriously, Relationship skills are hard for me when I'm managing. Hard how, I asked. 
When I'm in the weeds, sometimes I completely forget to be nice. So I'm learning to slow down and remember my relationship skills. It's not a bad thing. It just takes more energy. She nodded, and then she pointed to the three different spaces. Okay, leadership is change. Management is complexity. Relationship skills are in both. She cocked her head and looked at me. So what's the point of this whole conversation about leadership versus management? You first, I said. What are you taking away from it? She spoke thoughtfully. Well, separating it out like that is helpful. It reminds me to be conscious of when I'm standing on which side of the room, what tools do I want to use. But you know what I'm curious about, she asked. What, I answered. Do they sound different? Management and leadership, I asked. Yeah. Do they sound different? Exploring that question is the next coaching conversation on the look and sound of leadership. So I'll ask the question Reiko asked, what's the point of all this, is leadership this or is management that? Well, here's my answer. I think distinguishing leadership from management can make a difference for you in two ways. First, if you have direct reports, you could probably look at their job right now, today, and divide it up in your head. How much of their job is management, right? And how much is leadership? Well, let's be honest. When people are still fairly junior, they have way more management to do than leadership. Like that intern you had last summer, she probably didn't do anything but management tasks, right? She wasn't doing leadership. So it's possible your direct reports don't get a lot of practice on the leadership side. So one way you can help them grow is to talk to them about this distinction, challenge them, remind them there's another way to think about their work and to think about their skills in addition to only the management way. There's the leadership way. And if you can help them see that distinction, it will mature them about their own work. So that's the first way. It's about the people that you lead. The other way is about yourself. So look, could you survive your entire career and never think about this stuff and do just fine? Well, of course you could, but achieving the look and sound of leadership is all about gaining mastery, getting conscious about yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, your behavior, and also about your work. The ideas in this episode are meant to help you think deeply about your work, and I don't take those words, think deeply, lightly. Thinking deeply is hard, and it doesn't just happen. You have to make the effort to do it. You know, I was just with my mastermind group this week, and one of the coaches there who's, I love this woman. She's a dear friend. She is so gifted. And I listened to her lament how she had lost time for reflection and how much poorer her life was because of it. And I was aghast listening because this is one of the most mindful people I know on the planet. And if she doesn't have time to reflect, well... Who does? And I really thought to myself, yeah, who does? For decades, I have been listening to my executive coaching clients say kind of the same thing to me over and over. They often say to me that their time with me is often the only time they get to stop and reflect. Well, I'm saying the ideas in this episode are meant to make you stop and reflect. I know that won't happen unless you choose to do it. And this whole leadership management structure that I've laid out for you here 
is meant to accelerate that. It's meant to help you think more deeply. I think that once you start thinking about leadership and management as separately, you'll see that they require different behaviors and that will help you become more effective. Now, during the episode, Reiko and I built lists and I think those lists can be helpful. We built lists about management actions and we built lists about leadership behaviors and we built lists of skills for relationships. So how are you going to get the list? Look, you can go back and listen to the episode as many times as you like. And if you would like to see it in print, it is in the online version. Now, if you are an email subscriber and you get the HTML version in your inbox of the executive coaching tips, then you've already got the lists. It's all the way down at the bottom of the tip. But if you aren't an email subscriber, you can download the lists. Well, you can download the tip and then see the lists in a PDF of the episode. PDFs are available for every episode. And this month, January 2018, January 2018, hey, happy new year. I hope you have a great 2018. So this month, January 2018, the episode is on the Essential Communications homepage. And then when the next episode goes live, this episode goes into the archive. The archive is the coaching tips tab on the website. And the website is essentialcom.com. Dot com, essentialcom with two Ms.com. And by the way, if you want to subscribe to the email version, just hit the subscribe button on the website. I would love to add you to the list. And speaking of people I love, this month there were two new reviews posted in iTunes. Our sergeant from here in the U.S. who wrote a really funny review about imagined conflict with his wife. And from Hong Kong, Parul Anan, who was... So kind, so grateful. Thank you to you both. Truly to all of you, reviews in iTunes are terribly important to an independent podcast like this. Those of you who make the effort to post a review, thank you so much. It means a great deal to me. I really appreciate it. Going back to leadership versus management, if you wanted to be thoughtful, if you wanted to listen to more episodes, what would you listen to? Well, this month you have lots of choices because, you know, when you're in the archive, you can filter all the episodes by different topics. And one of the topics is leadership. And another topic is management skills. So you could browse those two topics and have a lot to look at. There's lots there. Well, I went in and took a look too, and I found five episodes that I went, these are good representations. And so here are the five you might listen to. And by the way, as you're listening to the titles, you might see whether you think that particular episode would be filtered under leadership or management skills or relationship skills or both. Ready? Building empathy, dynamic one-on-ones, how teams fight, taming meetings, and the voice of authority. They're all there for you. Help yourself. Search away. It is such a joy to talk with all of you. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.